Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast, episode 36, Reflections on New Orleans, Move to Atlanta, and Other Aquarius Updates. Enjoy! God, what's up? I am back. Um, I guess we could say this is season three of the Millennial Soul Food Podcast. Woo-hoo! I had to take a really, really long break. I'm going to explain to y'all. I'm going to spill all the tea about what was going on in my life. Your girl moved to Atlanta. She is an ATL hoe. She is a Georgia peach. She is, she out here. Um, So in this episode, I wanted to talk about, you know, my move to Atlanta, uh, my journey here, do some reflections over my time in New Orleans. Um, Talk about some astrology that was happening, some transits that were going on that really affected um, how things were turning out in my life and the cycles that I was going through. Um, This is going to be a little ode to New Orleans, you know, like it's going to be one of those things. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Aquarius season. So period, Let's, 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 let's just jump into it. Um, Well, I guess I also did want to say a little bit about um, what is going on right now as far as um, um, this Nichols, um, I think his name is Tyree, I hope I'm not not pronouncing, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Tyree um, Nichols' case. They have deployed the National Guard. Um, I just kind of wanted to say my little two cent about it because I know it's like a thing that's going on. Like it's a really big thing that's happening right now. Um, For me, I I don't watch those videos when they come out. Um, I had back when Eric Garner, when all that stuff happened with him, I watched that and I, I was like, I had like a little moment and I was like, never again so i don't watch those videos because also it's like it feels very gaslighting it feels very like triggering intentionally triggering like it felt like a whole movie production to for them to be like we're releasing the video at 7 p.m it's like we already know what it looks like i me as a black man pronouns they them I still, like, shit doesn't really change for me necessarily um, because the structural violence is still there. This is just, it's trauma porn at this point, you know what I mean? And so I don't have the solution. I'm just telling y'all just a little bit from my standpoint as someone you know, I mean, the the whole thing is is happening to, like, black men. So, um, I mean, also, there are a lot of other people who 
experience police violence and stuff like that but i just wanted to say you know it just feels like the same cycle you know what i mean and um it's definitely very sad that all this just keeps happening over and over again but um definitely you know we got to try to stay as safe as we can um if you are having gatherings you know if you're um protesting anytime that, or if you're doing any kind of you know political work just keep it on the low you know even don't bring your phones or whatever just keep things on the low and make sure that all your your community is safe you know what i mean because at this point the police state it feels like a it's a spirit <clears throat> a spirit of violence it's a it's a it's a it's an institution but as institutions also have ways of terrorizing the people. And I do believe these videos are a form of psychological, not only gaslighting, but also manipulation, psychological violence, period. Um, and it is a form of indoctrination into living in a particular form of fear and fear of um police and also um being okay with the status quo that things just aren't going to change so i i don't have the solution i just know i'm just saying what i'm saying but it is it's a whole institution that has a monopoly on violence so at this point it's like we know the videos are going to come out i mean i'm here for demonstrations and stuff like that me I don't go to protests. I protest still a lot when I was in my 20s, but it just doesn't feel safe for me because I know me, I will get pointed out first at anything on the street. I could be trying to plant trees. I know I'm going to get pointed out. I'm like six feet tall and dark <laughs> and sexy, period. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> but yeah. I I don't really have too much to say about it, you know. Um I just have I just I just know that I am trying to keep my peace and I just want to encourage other people, um, other black people, especially especially black men to um you know, distance yourself, you know, from the media if you have to and really engage with your close community and make sure that you're doing self care. Um so yeah. All right, all right. So let's get into this tea about my move and everything. Um, so I wanna talk a little bit about New Orleans. So yes, it is official. Your girl has left New Orleans. Um, Definitely, it was an amazing time. Um, I, I did that, I can say. I really, I really matured in my spirituality there in ways that um, were really um, based on my journeys through my own shadows. I originally had moved there um, I was in Chicago back in 2018 and, um, I knew that my grandmother was going to pass away. Like spirit was just telling me that. Um, and 
she was in Mississippi, like maybe like four and a half hours away because my dad's side of the family is from Louisiana and like South Mississippi. Um, but uh, my mom's side is from North Mississippi, like around Memphis and the Delta area. And so my grandmother on my mother's side, I knew that she was going to just, I just felt like she was going to pass away at some point, you know, um, it didn't really happen until like a year and a half later, but I, I knew I wanted to get back down to the South because I'm, I'm a Southern girl, you know, period. Like I'm just a Southern urban kind of girl, you know? So, um, I knew I wanted to get back down to the South and I knew I wanted to really deepen my spirituality and deepen my like hoodoo practice and deepen my spiritual with my connection with my ancestors, specifically uh, my ancestors in New Orleans. I'm, um, I'm, for what I know, I'm a, the fourth generation that has lived in New Orleans, but I'm sure there's been others because my great grandmother, she was um, actually passed away. I found out from my father on Claiborne back, this was back in like the 70s. And then um, my grandfather, my dad's dad lived there. We would go there and visit him and then my stepmom's family and stuff. Um, he lived there, moved away after Katrina, and then, um, my dad also lived there when he was a child, um, during summers and stuff like that, because it was like an hour and a half away from, um, where he grew up, and then, um, yeah, me, and then I lived there for, you know, a stint, and visited a lot as a child, and so, um, yeah, New Orleans was amazing, period, like, I moved there, um, you know, got a chance to live life without the pandemic, and then, um, also got my introduction to Ifa there, really deepened my hoodoo practice, and also just, um, you know, was introduced to the Orisha tradition, um, and yeah, I just really, I really really realized a lot there, you know, going through the passing of my grandmother, that was, that was one of my, like, most, I guess growing up was one of the scariest moments that I, um, felt like I would experience, you know, like, when, like, a loved one that's older than you, like, your parents or grandparents pass away, it's like, oh, Jesus, that's scary, but, um, New Orleans definitely held me, like, with open arms, like, I had a great community there, um, just also, there's a lot of different spots in New Orleans that are like spiritual portals um, and places that you can go and really be in um, peaceful solitude with yourself and um, just reflect, you know, cry, laugh, chill, you know, um, it's a lot. And City, City Park was actually one of those places for me. I had a few spots there. I would leave offerings and stuff. Um, also, down by the river on um, on the West Bank, that's like across the bridge. Um, was also a very special place that I would go leave offerings and be near the water, because um, y'all know New Orleans is like below the water. Um. It's also a lot of water spirits there. It's very water spirit heavy. It's also, you know, all the manufacturing, all the oil, that's very like Ogun, very um, iron 
you know, but also kind of there's a lot of violence that's going on now, Lord, and the, the mayor and just everything going on. It's just a lot in the politics, baby. It's a lot going on there. Um, also, there, I mean, I don't, I don't like to necessarily fear monger or anything like that because I know the people, you know, I know people are going to be okay and stuff like that, but a lot of just like spiritualists, um, just talking about all this stuff. Like, you know, I went through Hurricane Ida. That was a lot. That evacuation. Go back and listen to that episode. I got some stuff that I'm, I'm um, talked about on that, about what happened with that. But geez. Um, and then also like, you know, just the violence. The community and the people are so amazing, though. I really, I already miss it. I miss my king cake because y'all know my birthday happened on the first day of carnival season, January 6th, Epiphany, Dia de los Reyes, Three Kings Day. I didn't get my king cake because they charged $50 to deliver out of state. I was like, girl, this is no vale la pena. It is not worth it. It ain't worth it, Sha. So, um, what really prompted me to leave New Orleans was Saturn. That Saturn retrograde, y'all. <clears throat> that Saturn retrograde, honey. Oh, shoot. Let me go back to the In Tranquil Spirits. I wanted to also talk a little bit about New Orleans and kind of just what is going on with the spiritual spirituality there. Um, some people can't say with spiritual community. I don't want to I ain't going to talk about all that because when I moved there, you know, I, I was kind of solitary. I was kind of introverted. You know, I, I was out there in the streets, but I was more in the Instagram digital community streets besides the time that I was, you know, hanging with my, my regular peoples. Um... But I, I did hang out with some witches in New Orleans and stuff. But you got to keep to yourself there, honey. Um, I'm very Southern, very demure girl. You know, I, 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 I talk to people and stuff like that. But um, the energy, you know, with the tourism and the misappropriation of funds, specifically just being black there, it's like, God damn. It's a struggle. And then everything, you know, they just don't really try to be investing in the infrastructure. It's the roads. Um, you can talk about resiliency and culture and stuff like that all you want. But black people need money. Black people need opportunities. Black people need jobs. They need more than service industry jobs. They need higher wages People shouldn't have to go. I mean, I went to, you know, I went to University of Michigan, got my master's degree, all that kind of stuff, whoop-de-woo. But I don't fundamentally think that people need to go to college to be able to earn a living to afford a one-bedroom apartment. Because otherwise, rent prices is just too high, honey. You know, I just don't think... It's just a lot that's wrong. So I do think a lot of times, you know, and I'm saying this is someone from Mississippi and, you know, I got family from there. 
I mean, I can't really say too. Mississippi is just as bad as Louisiana. But I'm just saying, like, it was just kind of sad as someone who is a black southerner with roots there. Um, it's just compared to other places, it's just not the same amount of opportunity. And it's a lot of the structural violence that is happening there. But also there's just a lot of, there's a lot of intranquil spirits there. Um, there's a lot that has happened in terms of colonization and violence against communities, the native communities. Because if people don't know, like New Orleans, it was a, it's a swamp, but it was, it was nothing but swamps. It was, they drained that water out of there, the Spaniards, um, the Spanish people did. <clears throat> And so New Orleans, the native people told them to turn around. They said, don't come here because those people were more nomadic because when the rainy season happened, they would move. They were not sedimentary. So the Spanish were like, whatever. They did the same thing in Mexico City, but they were like, well, whatever, because they want to use that as a port for trading para negocios. And so displace them, you know, there's reservations, you know, there's the Mardi Gras Indians. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Native Americans in Louisiana. Um, then the black people, you know, the violence, you know, a French quarter that stands for slave quarters. They just put French on it to make it sound sweet. Cause if you look at a lot of them, them buildings around there, they, they was holding slaves, honey. They was holding peoples. They were holding people, um, enslaved Africans, enslaved black people. So, um, also with the hurricanes and, you know, the violence, there's a lot of spirits there you know, the black people who died as a result of enslavement and violence, because y'all know there's a lot of torture going on there. The trigger warning, sorry, y'all. But it was a lot going on, despite the fact that there's this, you know, vibrant culture being, you know, created and sustained, you know, music, all this kind of stuff. That usually, that just happens in tandem. Pain and joy, you know. But um, a lot of people passed away and ways that were very violent um and that that is a form of an intranquil spirit is whenever a spirit doesn't even realize they passed away because the, the incident was so violent they didn't have you have an opportunity to really go through the process to cross over um because the death was so violent so it's almost kind of like i think of it like a, a hologram a, a part of a hologram that is here, but then there uh, and there's somewhere else too. We exist multidimensionally, but it's like the dead are very present there. Um, and I was, I don't know, I feel I was fortunate to, you know, do workings there and <clears throat> really connect. Um, with my ancestral roots, but yes, a lot of intranquil spirits there, a lot of water spirits, both good and bad. Ooh, as y'all know the voodoo, 
got the water spirit. So um, it's a lot going on. And then y'all know Hurricane Ida happens literally 16 years to the date of Hurricane Katrina, August 19, 20, wait, August 19, 2005, August 19th, shit, sorry, August 29th, <laughs> August 29th, 2005, August 29th, 2021, Lord, so, yeah, it was, it was time for me to head out, Spirit was telling me it was time to go, but before that, Saturn really was doing the most, that Saturn retrograde, y'all, from June 17th to November 4th, that felt like a, an another initiation because besides my ifa initiation it felt like definitely a saturn initiation and a lot of people know that saturn's my planet i got a lot of saturnian placements um but think about your life and what you were going through from june 17th until november 4th because my shit was like fuck <laughs> Um, so I, I'm not going to say the company's name, but I was definitely going through it with this company later learned underpaid, really going through like incompetent leadership, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I wound up leaving there and, um, I was freelancing, you know, I was creating content, um, but I decided to break my lease. Well, I, my lease was all up, actually. Um, I decided to um, move out of my apartment, move in with some friends or whatever, um, and just see kind of what was happening, you know, try out the full-time content thing or something like that. And this was, like, really scary, but, you know, I was also, I, I had work lined up to where I was making money and stuff like that, but also fortunate to, to, um, my people, May and David, thank you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but I was, you know, hanging out, living with friends and stuff. It was a good summer actually. Um, fun, you know, but I was just kind of worried about like, fuck, like, do I want to try to do content creation full time or do I want to just like, do I want to get a full time job and then also do this kind of work? And I, I later realized, like, now I was, like, burnt out because I just don't, I think, I don't think everyone is meant to do, like, stuff on their own. Everyone's not meant to be, like, a full-time entrepreneur. Um, there's a certain level of risk and uncertainty that you have to live with that was just not very good for my mental health. But the Saturn retrograde definitely helped me figure that out because it was like the stuff that happened with that past position was, it was, it was, it was madness that I couldn't really like control. Um, I'm really happy I did get out of that, um, bullshit though. Um, and so I saw a career coach Hash, um, you look up at Ink to Prosperity, Adriana, um, and I saw a career coach, and she was like, you are being grossly underpaid. So I was like, wow, bro, like, the fuck, huh? Excuse me, a como? Excuse me? 
perdón. I was like, what? So at that point, I was like, I knew I was pulling cards and stuff like that. And sometimes I'd be feeling like I'm in the Truman Show. Because um, if you haven't seen the Truman Show, go watch the Truman Show. But the Truman Show is basically, it's Jim Carrey stars in it. And it's like he is living as someone who is going through life and stuff, um, living, but he's on a TV show where like the whole world knows everything about his life. Like they watched him be born. He just doesn't know. And so they do set up these different scenes that seem like coincidences for him, <clears throat> but it's actually staged. So I'm like, a lot of my time, a lot of, a lot of my life be feeling like that um, because I be seeing these numbers and you know, I be pulling cards and then, you know, your intuition just be telling you stuff. And I was like, you know, I knew I was gonna find a job because I feel like I need to do a mini webinar on um, job magic because Girl, I know how to find a job. So I, I literally looked for a job for like a month and a half and did find one, fortunately. One that is very, very good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, pays very well. And so, um, yeah, it, but that was a very scary time because I was like, you know, that is one thing we know with Saturn retrograde. Um, I want to talk about kind of Uranus and Taurus. Uranus and Taurus relates to the environment, Earth, and also um, money exchange, the ways that we make money. So it definitely, the creator, creator economy, the influencer economy, in tandem with this kind of, um, the we're feeling the effects of Pluto of, in Aquarius, Pluto in Aquarius, um, and also as the age of Aquarius. This Aquarian energy, remember that Aquarius is ruled by, um, well, historically it was ruled by Saturn, but it is ruled by Uranus. Uranus. Sorry, I hate saying that. <laughs> Planet. <laughs> Uranus. Um, and Uranus is the planet of electricity, um, but also it's unpredictable um illusory in some ways and so i really y'all know i be thinking about stuff real deep because i'm a sociologist and i was really it was just really difficult for me to keep going um and do spiritual content one because i felt like a lot of my life had just become commodified or just i wouldn't say all of it because it's easy to maintain the boundaries but whenever you're like creating content to like you know live it's kind of like every moment has a possibility to be content so for me it's like you know damn what moment is mine um which is why for me i do i'm like also a capricorn i really like having kind of like the the separation so i can do my millennial soul food thing you know from a place of ease and no angst, you know what I mean? Um, so that's also why I decided to start back the podcast and stuff like that. But also I wanted to talk a little bit about influencer culture and the, the illusion a lot of times with influencer culture and also just 
Hmm. Also, just creator economy is the illusion that it's easy. It's easier. What well, is the illusion that it is easy when that is, it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. Um, also, I do feel like at one point it was being tutored as that being a more radical form of living, you know, freelancing and stuff like that. But it's like, girl, I don't know. Because at the same time, it's like we're, we're all spending money in this 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 system that we're interpolated in. So it's like unless you're really doing some divesting from various kinds of economic activities at certain locations and businesses, then it's it's a wrap. You might as well just donate some money to people um, and to people's in need or something like that. But um, I'm just saying I'm I like having a nine to five, and then especially because I work from home, so I ain't got to leave the house, and you know, um, I can work from a coffee shop, I can travel if I want to, and stuff like that. I'm just really thankful for that. But um, so yeah, I'm doing content strategy in finance now, which is it's cool, it's fun, I like it, and then it's allowing me. To have more energy to do millennial soul food from a place where my cup is filled. But also, let's talk a little bit about parasocial relationships in the context of um, the influencer culture and also these Aquarian vibes. So, um, parasocial relationships, I want to say this, it's like social media sometimes it's like being in a community um but in a hologram you know what i mean it's like especially if you are doing influencer stuff it's like you're creating content for people to get to know a two-dimensional self and in in the interaction it's a one-way form of interaction and relationship building if that makes sense yes i can take surveys and stuff like that but at the end of the day, um, the reason people become popular, and you can think of this in terms of celebrity culture, is because people project a part of themselves onto the person who, who the object of the projection, projects part of themselves onto that person and interacts with that as kind of like through that lens, you know what I mean? So, um, parasocial relationships, this is a term that refers to a relationship that a person imagines having with a, another person whom they do not actually know, such as a celebrity or a fictional character. And I'm definitely not saying that my relationships with people that I have met through um, social media are like not real, because definitely I have connected with hella people. But I think as a society, it's important for us to always remain aware of the fact that um, we are interacting. This is, I'm not even talking about people, talk about me, you know, like we're, we're interacting with me. I'm just talking about myself. I'm talking, I'm just reminding everybody. And I'm just putting this out there as a point of conversation, not necessarily to, to, um, to prove some kind of point 
Um, it's important for us to re remember. I, I mean, well, I need to. I need to remember this with Beyonce. <laughs> um, it's important for us to remember that we don't actually know that person. So, take the content. You know, um, a lot of times, also, I think with parasocial relationships, the reason canceling happens so ferociously, which I'm I'm cool with canceling hoes. You know, a lot, a lot of people that's been canceled deserve to be canceled. There's more people that need to be canceled too. But a lot of times the reason it hurts so much is because these people have become people that um, <clears throat> other people have, you know, built relationships, built parasocial relationships with. And it's this form of betrayal, of betrayal of a value system a lot of times. I mean, um, we can think about, well, ugh, I don't want to go too much far into it, but it does feel like a betrayal. And I'm not even saying some aspects of parasocial relationships are cool because, I mean, I'm cool with people. Listen, I love people listening to my podcasts and stuff. I, lo I loved when I lived in New Orleans, walking around the city, people like, you know, recognizing me and stuff like um, being here, you know. Some people recognizing me and stuff. It's cool. I love it. Like I love meeting new people. Y'all know I'm I'm a southern girl. Period. But I think it's important. I think I have to. I remember this to check myself. Like you know, you have to remember that some people. You know, whenever you're looking at different kinds of people online, these are people. They're people. People are not perfect. So um. I kind of, I went down a rabbit hole with the whole parasocial relationships thing and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was good to take a break. I'm, but I'm definitely happy to be back. Um, I'm living in my own apartment here in Atlanta. Definitely, um, on some chill vibes. I'm really looking forward to meeting different people. Um, well, I've already met like a lot of different people, but, um, if you live in the area, you know, send me an email, millennialsoulfood at gmail.com. Um, if you know about any cool events, I'm really into spirituality. I'm like into nature. I love hiking. Um, y'all know I'm a witch. I love spiritual things. I love like culture. I love music. Um, I love movement, love art. Um, you know, I'm a creative. I love all that. So hit me up, period. Um, yeah, okay. So I think, is that all I wanted to talk about as far as like chat or what has been going on? So yeah, um, I'm going to miss Mardi Gras this year. <laughs> but, you know, sending my, my people's love. Um... Yeah, so let's get to Aquarius season. Let's talk a little bit about Aquarius season. We'll be right back. Okay, so what's up, y'all? Um, let's get into Aquarius season. If any of you, well, y'all don't know now, but if you didn't know, I am an Aquarius rising I, I love Aquarian energy. Um, I love being an Aquarius rising. I definitely identify with Aquarian energy. Um, I fucks with Aquarian energy heavy. 
And so also this me, I'm Aquarius. I be with the trees. I be, you know, I enjoy, I do enjoy altered states of consciousness. Um, you know, altered states of consciousness can come from meditation. It can come from a lot of things. I do enjoy thinking about the future. I enjoy conspiracy theory, which a lot of times we know is not actually fully conspiracy. Hey, <laughs> so, um, Aquarius, Aquarius, let's talk about Aquarius a little bit. Um, Aquarius season, Aquarius is related to the element of air um, and represents the mind, um, represents intellect curiosity um and it's also deeply social but social not necessarily in like a cancerian way but aquarius is social in terms of thinking about humanity as a system um thinking about humanity as a system thinking about humanitarianism thinking about how we live together um, on the planet and how we are all interconnected in some way. So um, Aquarians are very well known for the the big visions, you know. Um, Aquarius is the water bearer. Um, so who is this is the mystic healer that um, waters the land. That's also the star card in tarot. Um, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which Uranus has to do with innovation and technology and surprising events. So Aquarians also, um, Aquarian energy is futurist in its orientation um, and its perspective on life and its approach to understanding the universe. Um, a lot of parts of this, the shadow aspects of the age of Aquarius, I think a lot of people, Rick Levine actually talked about this a little bit, one of my favorite astrologers, Rick Levine, I love him. Um, he was actually talking about the shadow side of um, Aquarius. And, you know, a lot of people liked, a lot of people like to, talk about the the good parts of Aquarius, you know, um, humanitarianism, you know, challenging gender norms. That's very, your, your, that's very um, like Uranus. Um, you know, surprising um, leaps in terms of our, um, the modern, the modernization of our technology or, you know, in terms of the the state of our society and how we're using technology. Sometimes it feels like when we have an invention or a product comes out, it's like things just change so quickly. Um, also, an aside, it's very interesting that when and in history they did some tracking and they found that different kinds of inventions happened across the world in relatively the same time periods. Very interesting. Um, so is our consciousness, is, is it connected by a web? Yes, I do believe so, but that's another episode. Um, so yes, the shadow side of Aquarius is also the surveillance culture. It's the internet, the positive sides of the internet, but also the negative sides, the internet being... 
a method for the government, for these companies to sell data, to learn about ways to shape our lives in ways that we're not aware of totally, to where we think we have choices, but actually we're living in a cage. <laughs> it's true though. That's the trick of hyper-consumerism. That's the trick of the society that we're living in. It's like, we have all these choices. Sometimes think about, I mean, I'm not saying, I love going out and I love going out and twerking. I love dancing. I love going to the club, period. But if you look at it, I remember at one point I went out so much in college Beyonce just, I was just out. At one point, I was just like, all of it just is the same. At one point, I was just kind of like, dang. Do I really, is this really fun? It's like, you have a choice of all these clubs. But at the end of the day, if you go to a hundred different ones, the experience is going to be relatively the same in every one. Unless you switch it up, but... If you remain in a certain pattern, you know, that's just how it is. And so it's like, do we, in this pattern of consumerism, do we ultimately have choices? Or are these choices just predicated upon data that has been collected? You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's not really for me to think about. Whatever. I like what Netflix suggests to me. So, period. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that is definitely... Sorry, y'all are probably hearing me swallow my coffee. That is definitely um, Uranus energy. So, um, Uranus energy, Aquarian energy. Um, So... Aquarius, whenever Aquarius season is happening, I always challenge people to think of their community, think about their most immediate community, think about the community that is digital, um, and how does it function in your life? What are your relationships like? Um, What kinds of relationships are you looking to foster in the future? You know? What does your future look like? You know, they talk about recessions. You know, think about the future. We could also talk about artificial intelligence, but I was the astrology for the artificial intelligence, Pluto in Aquarius. I was watching Rick Levine earlier. And he brought that up and it makes total sense. Pluto is the planet of transformation. Aquarius, like I said, technology. But it's going to get to the point where artificial intelligence is not just like telling Siri to put on Miley Cyrus. Wrecking ball. (laughs) It's going to be people walking around and you don't know who is who. She could be Susie. She could be Susanna. 
Child, sometimes I do be feeling like you be robots walking around. I because some people just be walking around. I be like, what you, what you on? Like, you know. But um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, definitely, I'm planning to release more of these. I'm debating if I want to start a YouTube channel just to post readings and stuff like that because I do enjoy doing that kind of stuff, you know. Um, But yeah, thank y'all so much for listening. I love y'all so much. And yeah, if you have any recommendations for Atlanta, period, things to do, different events to go to, because you know your girl, I'm planning to pop out when it gets warmer because you know I moved here from New Orleans, so it's been kind of kind of cold. Um, You know, I'm setting my apartment up. Um, if you know about any thrift stores, let me know. You know, I'm looking for um, some furniture and stuff like that. I'm taking my time because it's kind of like my grown and sexy place. So, you know, I'm taking my time. But, you know, know that your girl is in these streets. She's going to be in these streets more. Um, and, yeah, catch me on Instagram. Catch me on the interwebs. Otherwise, love y'all so much. Thank you. Bye.